0: I'm not sure if college is for me. I don't see how my faith is relevant in today's society. The student debt is at an all-time high. Our generation is quickly
1: losing its ability to think for itself. We exist in a post-Christian society. Most people feel lost, directionless.
0: But it's a complicated story. I know it is. And that's why I'm determined to ask the question, how do I live life well? How do I live a life of flourishing in the midst of all of this? Welcome to the Created Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Created Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Isaiah Schmidt. And joined by Andrew Chambers. Yeah, we are um, excited to just record another episode. We have a ton of material actually lined up, a bunch of series that we're excited, a bunch of guests lined up. We're excited to jump in to the meat and potatoes of this podcast, but we thought, let's hold up, hold our horses for just one second, and let's Just take an episode to kind of, before we go more into the material, let's actually just lay out what is created. Let's just go in depth to kind of an analysis of what is created. A little bit about the history. I know we went into it a bit in the first episode, but we want to address it even further. Um, What is created? What's the philosophy behind the way that we teach? um, And why is created so important? Why is it so needed in this generation?
1: And what makes it so unique as an higher education institution? Because at the end of the day, that's what it is. That's exactly, yeah. And um, so, you know, a lot of you that are listening to this podcast, we're actually going to be sending this podcast to people that are hearing about Created for the first time. So you might actually be hearing about us for the first time. And so today what we want to talk about is a little short history of why Created started. Like Isaiah mentioned, what's the purpose of Created and what what is the practical hands on actual day to day of Created look like? Like what what is our model? Uh, what do students achieve from coming here? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll t- talk to you a little bit about some alumni and how it's impacted their lives as well. Yeah. So I guess, you know, Isaiah, you actually went through the program mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago mm-hmm. with my wife as your teacher, yeah. um, which is why he turned out so well. Um, <laughs> and uh, so like from your point of view, what actually is Created Institute?
0: Mm-hmm. So it's an 18-month experience. Um, I tell a lot of people about kind of my time in high school. I was, a, I was in public school. Um, didn't really fall in love with the classroom. I was just doing assignments, memorizing information for the sake of, uh, passing tests. Like so many probably could say the same, (laughs) Uh, um, but created was totally different. Um, and it actually took me a while to leave behind the old way of thinking, the Mm. old mindset Mm -hmm. of just, you know, taking, um, doing assignments, memorizing information to pass tests. Mm -hmm. Um, many, many modern universities still run on that model, but created is totally different. Mm. We try to tell our students, you know, it's not about the grade. The grade it matters. Yes, it matters mm-hmm. because it's it's good to have good work ethic, but the grade absolutely is not what do you say? What's the word? Um the, the main grade, thing. Is, the grade yeah. is not the it's not the reason why you're doing this thing. Mm-hmm. We're engaging with some of the, the greatest ideas from some of the greatest minds that have ever thought these ideas. Mm-hmm. So we're always trying to say we're trying to take school out of school. Mm, um we're trying i think there's a i think it's mark twain that says you know don't let school get in the way of your education Hmm. so that's kind of one of the ideas yeah okay education is so much more yeah
1: but we're still education right i mean you get a degree from coming here yeah so i guess you would say we are maybe a new way of doing higher education yeah brand new way okay
0: brand new way but it's it's a new way but also a very old way so Mm. we're kind of awakening some of these These old these old practices, even and Davis, I think went into that in the the first episode, but kind of on a practical point, I'll just kind of walk through um, like I think you'll find on our website. We do 12 modules. So the modules are what we mean by when, when we say subjects, we mean modules. So a module is a six week chunk where you study one subject and we don't study multiple subjects at once we study one subject at a time which is brand new for me it was brand new for me right
1: so instead of being like in a normal high school or college where you're studying six at a time for an mm-hmm. hour a day yep. you're actually thoroughly engaging with a subject mm-hmm. for for six weeks six weeks
0: which when you're and and we do it by means of socratic method so it's very discussion driven
1: what is okay so i i before i came to create it, i'd never heard of socratic method
0: yeah yeah so socratic method is it, it doesn't mean that there aren't lectures um, but it, it kind of takes the place of mech- the lecture being the main attraction of the classroom okay where you sit and take notes it's just a brand new format okay so you, you sit in a circle and, and you actually there's an idea presented um, and either we do the the formal or informal version of a Socratic method regardless it's very conversational right. Um, maybe we're not by the book Socratic method because there is a, there is, (laughs) there is a a way of doing it, but it's very, very conversational. That's the whole point.
1: And so we present ideas, Mm -hmm. uh, that are given to us by the great books or by some of the the greatest minds of all time. Mm -hmm. And we, we actually in the curriculum, right. We look at three different or maybe three or four different viewpoints, uh, for each idea that we're actually examining. So for example, in uh, is it biology that you go through evolution versus creationism versus, mm-hmm. and we actually take all of those ideas and we look at them, we hold them at the same time and look mm-hmm. at them and examine the merits and, the, or maybe the places where we think the author's missed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, as we walk through each module, right. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we go through and we are actually deeply engaged in that subject. So we can get an, a 30,000 foot and a, and a micro view of that subject. So we can really own it mm-hmm. when we when we graduate from it and not just yeah. regurgitate
0: it. And a brilliant piece of that, this is probably one of the most valuable things that I think my class, we, we kind of brought this out ne- near the end of the program. My class started talking about this idea that to read a paper, I'll just take the evolution example. Mm-hmm. We're not reading two Christian authors, one you know um, saying why the creation theory is true. And then another Christian author saying why evolution is false. We're reading one reading where a Christian author is arguing that the creation theory is true, and we're reading another reading where it's a non Christian author arguing that evolution is true. So it's not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's too, it's too, and we have to see why does their argument not hold weight. Um, but not just let's throw out the baby out with the bathwater. Let's not just throw out their whole thing. Right? Maybe they got a ton of things right, but maybe they just missed a tiny bit. And and Davis always says like. Discernment is seeing what they got wrong, but Mm. wisdom is seeing what they got right. Mm. And we're trying to teach students to look at people with charity and with grace, Mm. you know, these authors, um, you know, maybe atheist authors or non-Christian authors, but give them so much grace that you're not just throwing out their idea entirely and, you know, being ignorant, but, but actually maybe not saying. Well,
1: well, yeah. So, I mean, here we teach you how to think, Yeah, we teach you how to find the good, true and beautiful in everything. Mm. And, you know, Okay, so how do I, you know, you you take me through these subjects, you teach me how to think, how does that, why does that mean that I get a degree? Well, you get an Associates of Arts, you get an Associates of Arts degree, because these subjects that we're changing, or that we're uh, going through, you, they're typically called the Gen Eds, and a lot of colleges will actually kind of just push them to the side as you just have to get through these so that you can get to your major. But we at Created actually view these things as, view these subjects, so philosophy, history, mm-hmm uh biology mm-hmm. economics anthropology math uh theology we view these as fundamental foundational um topics that we actually need to master and able to in order to be able to do mm-hmm. the majors well right mm-hmm. like we want to major in these things in order to be able to do our accounting well mm-hmm. do our engineering well and so when you leave created you've actually walked through module by module mm-hmm. and gained an understanding by each mo from through each module and tie and have been able to tie them all together to see how all knowledge actually fits together Yeah, and you get a gr- degree for doing it. Yeah. And so we literally actually tell people that you can go anywhere from here because you go out with an associate's degree. So if you want to, after 18 months, you can go to a four-year school, or uh, you can go be a mechanic or an engineer or, or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's to answer this problem that we hear so often. And I know I said it, that I'm going to go to college and I'm going to get those first two years out of the way. And then I'm going to declare my major. Um, so it's instead of that, we're saying that like those first two years, like what are you actually gonna get out of them if you go with them with the heart attitude of saying, get them out of the way? Right. Those are actually the foundation for those next two years of college, which those next two years have everything to do with your your job, right? Right. And if you don't have a good foundation, you know, how effective or how well equipped are you for your job? Right. Um, so it's kind of taking those first two years. Let's do it from a brand new approach, a way that like maybe a way that you've never learned before. Way that you've never engaged with these subjects before, mm-hmm. um, teach you how to think, critical thinking, equipping you with the skills of critical thinking that, to an employer, is invaluable. Right, it's the most valuable thing I think an employer looks for these days. Right, someone that's reliable, I would say, also honest, can think for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, these are these are things that you don't knows get. Knows how to learn. Knows how to very yeah. teachable. Right. I, yeah, I've heard that actually recently quite a lot. Mm-hmm. People have been saying teachable. Like
1: we want people that are teachable. Right. And so basically. Uh, what we're doing is we're actually taking the gen ed serious again yeah we're saying these are foundational things that should not be throwaways yeah um and you know just a little history behind that so um you know davis norman uh bobby and jean Normant, um lee all these guys are like founders of created institute and they did this over a decade ago mm-hmm. um they they uh were people that were highly successful in um you know the normans were highly successful in the business world davis was a teacher out at uh uh, University of the Nations in mm-hmm. Hawaii. And um, basically they kind of saw uh, that the current education system today teaches in a fragmented way, hmm. as in, you know, how we were just talking about with the with the, your gen eds, you might take a, one economics class and one humanities class and one philosophy class and just kind of dip a toe into like kind of the deeper waters of that stuff without actually having a general overall knowledge of, of how it – a how they all tie together but b like even the subject itself yeah um and so davis and those guys uh, through teaching for a couple of years actually started thinking okay how do we you know if if we believe that god is the source of everything Mm -hmm. um and we believe that there's actually a unity in all knowledge aka if god created everything then mathematics biology theology literature Uh, anthropology, they all actually should tie together and relate somehow Hmm. because they've they've all been created in a pattern and a purpose. Hmm. But they saw that the education system is fragmented and so, or teaches in a fragmented way, I should say. Um, And so, okay, how do we actually build a program, build a curriculum that will, it doesn't unify all knowledge because all knowledge and truth is already unified, right? Mm -hmm. Because God, it's free. Basically, how do we, showcase reality for what it is. Yeah. How do we reveal that? The Mm -hmm. unity that is already there. Exactly what you said. Yeah. Yeah. And so instead of changing or trying to reform the system or throwing bricks at the university system, they said, you know what? We're just going to try to start something new. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's when Davis met Pete, Mm -hmm. Um, Pete Lackey, who is a legend around here. (laughs) Um, But Pete Lackey actually, if I understand correctly, he had actually been working on this curriculum
0: Mm -hmm. for Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) I think God put it on his heart years before he met Davis. This is just my understanding of the story. And then Davis and him meet one day. Um, I can't remember. Is it some banquet or I don't know what it was exactly, but they meet. And he said, Pete started talking and the whole, the whole group of people that were in that circle, just, they went quiet and they just realized there's something on this guy. He's just talking and everyone's like, this guy's incredible.
1: And basically Pete had built a curriculum that, uh, Davis and and the rest of the creative crew had been looking for exactly and Davis so, had
0: the vision. Pete had the you know rubber meets the road. Had, the, had the curriculum. Yep.
1: And so let's you know let's kind of talk about that curriculum for a little bit. Just kind of we'll, we'll give like a thirty thousand foot view. Yeah. For mm-hmm. for kind of what and our hope eventually is to get Pete on here. Mm. Yeah. Um. To actually talk us through the curriculum but let's get, give us like a 30,000 foot view so we got 12 12 modules 12 modules yep um, starting
0: with yep. i guess 13 really it is 12 but you start with critical thinking okay that one can't be missed um it, it's it's not one of the 12 but it is it is so vitally important it's kind of like a critical thinking boot camp for like 6 weeks mm-hmm. in a way re, retraining the mind and teaching teaching individuals to think for themselves to actually be able to take any argument or any idea any worldview, any of these things not at face value, but actually try to go and find the root of it. Mm. And like, like, let's find the root of it and see if it actually holds up. Um, So that's incredible. That's incredible. First you do Mm -hmm. that. And then you go into theology, which theology, obviously, you know, is the queen of all sinuses, sinuses, (laughs) queen of sinuses. It's the queen of the sciences. And so In the same way, like with critical thinking, you're going to take those six weeks of critical thinking and use them for the rest of the program. Actually, no, use them for the rest of your life, right? right? In the same way, theology is all focused around the nature and character of God. Hmm. A question I never thought to even ask, what is he actually like? And that's another thing. You'll never stop asking for the rest of your life. You know, you'll actually, you'll start to discover who he is, but I think you'll never stop discovering who he is. And that's the beauty of it. That's awesome. So then after theology, it goes, and I won't go (laughs) too far into all 12 of them, but Theology, philosophy, mathematics, sciences, then you get into the hard sciences and the humanities, and then you finish with economics, government, and law.
1: Well, they're all, but they're all building off each other, right? Exactly, yeah.
0: Each one laying the foundation for the next.
1: So, like, you need theology to be able to go into philosophy, Mm -hmm. and then you need philosophy to be able to go, what's next? It's interesting, but to go into mathematics. Mathematics. Yeah. And so, you'll have to come here to see why. (laughs) Yeah. But basically, like, what we're saying is that these humanities actually all tie in together. Mm-hmm. And we do them an injustice when we when we studied them in a fragmented way yeah. or on their own.
0: I think, and just to go a little bit into math, yeah. I'm a fan of it. Well, now. let's go.
1: Well, you're in anthropology now, but okay, you can start. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just because everyone yeah. that I talked to, they're always like, you know, I'm not a math guy, or you know, what's math like? They always ask, but math ended up being com- like becoming one of my favorites, what? and it's because it's it's you're taking it from just like a metaphysical view. You're not just getting lost in the numbers and the calculations. We actually don't even dip our toes in that very much. Hmm. A lot of math is about how, but it created you ask the why mm. with mathematics, which mm-hmm. I've never thought to ask. Like mm. one of the questions, just for example, like one of the class days I remember we talked about was math discovered or was math invented? Oh, and that's interesting. What's it, the answer? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because that idea of was it discovered and was it invented? It, it keeps coming up in my mind. Mm. There, there are different different things in my life that. Like where I, the conclusion that I rose on that, or the the conclusion that I got to on that question, it's actually informed me in ways throughout my life that Mm. I never thought that math would have anything
1: to do with. It's weird, but yeah. Yeah. And so now, if you like, so if you go through this whole program, then you're like, I want to be an engineer. Yeah. You have kind of a why or foundation behind your numbers, basically. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, but okay. So right now, uh, you know, you're helping the students walk through the program and you're in anthropology. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just give us like a, a sneak, you know, we're going to go through all these modules yeah. at some point, but give yeah. us like a sneak peek of what, like, what are what are the three questions mm-hmm. you guys are wrestling through right now, I guess.
0: Um. Yeah, so this week, I'll just, I can kind of frame this week. Yeah. Well, no, you can't well, talk about this week without talking about last.
1: Last <laughs> week was week
0: one, and there's, like I said, six weeks. So week one was... Addressing the question of the dignity of man. Mm-hmm. Um, so the flow of our curriculum is in the flow of the bi- biblical narrative. Mm-hmm. And in the Bible, in Genesis, man was first created dignified, not deformed, mm-hmm. obviously. Right? Right. He said, let's make man in our image. And he was very good. Not just good, very good, very mm-hmm. much like God. Mm-hmm. So man is very good, very dignified. And then man fell, right? The fall. We chose to rebel against God. We turn our backs on him. Mm-hmm. Never turned our backs on us, but we turn our backs on him. Mm-hmm. And now we're deformed. Mm-hmm. So week one, we have these readings discussion on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which were they're all centered around man's dignity. Where does man's dignity come from? Hmm. Was it given by man? If it was given by man, it can be taken away
1: by man, right? We find
0: that actually no, it was given
1: by God, and therefore it's. So who? So who did you read in these? In the like, who, so week one, like, tell me some of the authors mm-hmm. that you read during this.
0: Yeah, we we've read you know very classical authors and even some contemporary authors with um, Augustine and say even contemporary Dallas Willard, these different um, theologians that are arguing for man's dignity, man's inherent imago Dei, Mm. image bearingness. Um, But then we've also contrasted that with, with many authors that are, would argue for man's lack of dignity Hmm. Um, like Sigmund Freud, for example, Mm -hmm. or um, B.F. Skinner Mm -hmm. or.
1: Yeah. watched that video on Bernays. Yeah, we did. We watched. Yeah. 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 Edward Bernays, I suppose is another one.
0: Yeah. So there's a, an actual, it's a German mathematician, uh, Johannes Kepler, who says, oh, yeah. I'm thinking God's thoughts after him, hmm. you know? And he's hmm. like, I think that that's the goal, right? Hmm. Like we want to believe the things that God wants us to believe. And mm-hmm. we want to think the thoughts that he wants us to think. Totally. We also want to believe the things about ourselves that he wants us to believe, because that will let, like lead to the life of flourishing. And so we're actually trying to find the balance. How do I think in a healthy way? How do I think in a healthy way about man's dignity, which often people... Interestingly enough, I know personally myself, even mm-hmm. I used to lean more towards the deformity. Towards the deformity, right, right, right. I used to think I was way more deformed because of the sin problem mm-hmm. than dignified. Mm-hmm. And like some of these readings, the discussion's so, so huge for the students too, because they actually start to realize I am an, like an image bearer, a mm-hmm. representation of God. Right. Like of Jesus right. on earth, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, what I love too is that you earn that. Like mm-hmm. if you're reading Freud, you know, Sigmund Freud, and Augustine. Yeah. Like th- those are like two pretty conflicting views that you like the students actually in the Socratic method actually have to wrestle through. Mm-hmm. And so when you've wrestled and dug deep and actually pulled all these things out, you own it when you
0: come to the Absolutely, end. Absolutely. It. Yeah. It's it's very real. It's eye-opening in fact. And I think it it the whole thing is we don't want just to memorize information, but we actually want to see a life transformed. And this week, I remember from my class and I saw it even with the C4 class like um with the fourth or with the current class uh yeah, it was transformative. Like transformative.
1: That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and and so that kind of leads me, you know, with this class that are you know sitting there and actually walking through these things together. That brings us to the next thing that kind of makes Creative unique is mm-hmm. we are we never change classes, classmates, or professors. We actually walk through in a cohort model mm-hmm. um, of education. So can you tell us, like, you know, for everybody, else, what what is a cohort model mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. You know, we say you almost said the current class, but C four. Like, mm-hmm. what is the cohort?
0: Yeah. So C4, whenever I suppose whenever you hear reference to C1, C2, so it's just the created class, North Carolina, created class one through four. There have been four classes in in North Carolina and there were nine in, in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So C4 is currently on campus. We're prepping for C5. We're getting ready. Um, C5 is looking like an awesome class. Um, it's filling up. But but yeah, so so those, that's kind of—I'm sure you'll hear, hear that lingo. You'll familiarize yourself with it. But a cohort is a group of students, anywhere from 15 to 25 students, um, that stick together. They live, you know, in community. So you start to grow very, very close with these people. Not only that, but every day you're in the same class. You never change. It's the same group of people all throughout this entire every program day. every day. Practicing that Socratic method, practicing discussion, practicing going deep and training our minds to think well. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that after 18 months, I saw it with my own class. It's almost unrecognizable, right? The, the class, every single person. Mm. And and not only that, you practice anything, you're going to get better at it. That's just a principle of life, right? If you practice discussion and going deep and trying to think critically with these people, I'm just saying that like, you'll reach a level that you didn't think was possible. Wow. And it's a blast. Yeah, it really is. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, and you're wrestling with some of life's biggest ideas together. Mm. And people disagree months. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: wow. <laughs> and people disagree and yeah. and it's it's definitely uh pretty animated sometimes but yeah it's fun yeah
1: well i mean that's amazing because you know and you know if you go to high school or college like how many times do you actually even have two classes with the same person yeah but now you're actually getting to learn together and yeah. wrestle together and and i think that creates a unity and a, yeah. and a intimacy absolutely I think and that's unity. I'm glad you brought that word up, but that,
0: because what I, what I said is people disagree, Mm -hmm. but as long as we can disagree, but remain united, I think that's like so core to, to who we are. Like, and, and not only that, you know, we read these, these agnostic or atheist, you know, readings, Mm -hmm. these non-Christian contentions, their answers, they're like the, the basis of their argument is against the existence of God. We don't, You know we can disagree with them but we still even united in our humanity with them right we still see them as a person we can
1: pick out what's good and true in their things and toss away what's not exactly
0: yeah totally reject their contention if it's false Mm. but it doesn't mean that they're any less of a human being right maybe that sounds kind of drastic but it changed everything for me
1: well i mean because in traditionally like we live in a culture now that it is very hard to have a Mm. civilized discussion yeah. Um. And if you disagree with somebody, you're talking about less of a human. I mean, like literally, right now there are people screaming at each other on mm-hmm. social media, yeah. because of different ideologies and ways to see life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. here we teach people how to actually walk through that with honor and yeah. love and peace, um, mm-hmm. while at the same time, um, knowing how to think critically and actually examine those arguments and different totally. ideologies yeah. and find out what's true. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that's one of the reasons uh, walking through that cohort is so important. Another reason walking in a cohort model is so important it's because your professors or faculty never change. Yeah. Um, and so you actually get to know them in their mm-hmm. hearts and they get to know you and your heart. And so you actually are, are walking mm-hmm. through kind of as family, I would yeah. say. yeah,
0: No, absolutely. And, and in my experience, Davis and, you know, charity, your wife was my teacher. And <laughs> I can say they're, they're literally two of my favorite people in the whole world. Like mm-hmm. I look to them for guidance and I know I will for the rest of my life. I look to them to be an example of how to live life. Well, and they're just, just fantastic people. Even my classmates too. We've, we've all graduated and, and blown to the four corners of the earth. But I do know that I do have brothers and sisters that will I'll always, you know, they'll always be there for me. And, and my love for them is just huge. So yeah. it's awesome.
1: I mean, in your cohort, you have Christian who's out in Hawaii, big time photographer, biography, yeah. Yeah. like has created a magazine. Mm-hmm. He's done something for Google pixel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've got Ellie who went off to Australia. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. She's uh, in, I think she's working in Colorado now with summit. Actually. Yeah. With Summit yeah. Industries, which is
1: cool. Um, yeah. Jason, who's doing construction now. I mean, so like yeah. you literally, I mean, we literally can see right in front of us, you who is working for created, mm-hmm. like you can literally go anywhere from here. Yeah. Um, okay. But you know, so, but with the cohort, another thing that was, that was special for you guys and mm-hmm. special for our current, students participants is the context for which they live. Yeah. Most colleges have dorm style. It's not really how we do it here.
0: No. (laughs) Yes. The home. Yeah. Yeah. So the home is huge. And, and, uh, We lived in, I remember my class, all the guys, we lived in a house called the Dogwood House. (laughs) We we called ourselves the Dogwood Dogs.
1: The Dogwood Dogs.
0: (laughs) The Dog House. But no, it was awesome. I mean, literally some of the best memories I've ever had of was with those guys in that house. And it's it's all about, I mean, you you really, like who teaches you how to manage a home? Like and manage a home to a level of excellence, right? Right. right. And so there is that responsibility, but then it's also like the gratification that comes with ownership, with actually owning something. And obviously you don't own it, but for a time you actually do, you own that home. That's, that's your space. That's your home. So you take pride in your home. You clean your home. Um, life happens in the home. You yeah. cook, you play games Dinner together. Yeah. Watch yeah. movies. It's a blast.
1: Yeah. And so like, you know, instead of just kind of delaying adolescence and partying and, and, you know, mm-hmm. eating pizza every night or ramen every night for four years, we actually like are, well, hopefully <laughs> we <aren't. laughs> but we, we try to be intentional yeah. about actually, okay, teaching you this, how you take care of your space. Yeah. Um, This is how you take ownership of your home. Hmm. This is how you cook for yourself, clean for yourself. And we, you know, um, creative students are actually living uh, here uh, in the Excel community now um, or on the Excel campus community, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. um, with people from other programs as well. And getting that experience of being with people that are older that are um, and that are doing life in different stages and actually being able to work Mm -hmm. and um, have dinner together and talk about their experiences during the day. And it's, it's a really unique experience. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, Charity and I live here mm-hmm. in community. Mm-hmm. And so we have students all the time pop over and, and just, I want to let, you know, can we talk, can yeah. we, you know, I've got a girl problem or a boy problem or like my job did that, you know, yeah. and we, and we talk through these life things. And I think that's one of the special things mm-hmm. about like being in mm-hmm. community together. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, so all that being said, we mentioned Christian and Jason, so I'd love to hear, you know, for those people that are out there, like, okay, it's eighteen month liberal arts degree. Yeah. Um, what am I actually going to get <laughs> while I'm there? Yeah. Or like, what is life going to look like for me after? Can I actually do something with this thing
0: afterwards? Yeah.
1: Um, but we, we've like talked about some of the students that were in your cohort and like mm-hmm. what they're doing now.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned my friend, Christian Vinca. He's, you can check him out on Instagram. He's doing really well. He's, uh, he's actually pioneering kind of a, a creative, um, what'd you say? It's, um, like the magazine. Yeah, it's, it's a magazine. It's a creative magazine called Encourage. Um, and we could even link it. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in the, uh, the podcast description. Um, it's, it's really incredible. I mean, it's phenomenal work. The man does excellent, excellent work. Um, so he's he's back in Hawaii where he was born and raised, working on his his magazine as well as his creative arts. Uh, he's, a, he's a freelance videographer, website builder. He's uh, phenomenal. He's awesome. I I'm mean, looking
1: at his feed right now. He's yeah, phenomenal.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, my friend Jason, um, he was my roommate all throughout. He just got married. I was the best man in his wedding a couple weeks ago. Um, I mean, the man is awesome. Just so close to my, just, he's, he's so dear to my heart. I love that man so much. He's actually, he's working contracting right now. Um, and he's working to get his contracting license and, uh, you know, yeah, just got married. So, uh, trying to adjust to married life as well. So just awesome there. And, um, Ellie, like Eleanor, Eleanor Sanford, like I mentioned, she's out interning with Summit Ministries in Colorado, uh, media intern, which is great. Uh, Monica Choi, another good friend. She is a creative freelance She's been even featured in some magazines and she's got uh, her
1: yeah, uh, darling in the magazine. Yeah. They have pretty a like hundred thousand followers. Pretty big magazine. Yeah.
0: yeah. She's doing really well as, I mean, yeah. graphic so, design. Yeah. Yeah. And myself, even you knew, I mean, you don't know all of it. You knew me after I graduate. Yeah. So you would know even more if you saw me before I came to the program. <laughs> yeah. Stand up guy. The I'm amount, just, the yeah. amount of, I mean, just kind of just maturation, I think. And, and just w- what occurred in my heart, as I started to understand who God is and who I am uh, throughout the program, just kind of coming awake to that reality. It's just something I, you can't put a price tag on it. That's one thing. You can't trade it for the world. And honestly, I I don't anticipate experiencing anything like it. It's, it's one of the most unique experiences and to have um, just people like Davis and charity that you get to, you get to follow for 18 months and get the, get the honor of doing life with them. It's unreal. So I'm just I'm just grateful for the program and, and everything that it's given me and and uh, feel fully equipped.
1: to Take on the world. Totally. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, guys, we hope that was um, informative and, and helpful for you and that you have a little bit of more of a glimpse of what created is. And, you know, just to kind of sum it all up, we're 18 month liberal arts program where you come out with an associate's degree, but we're not about the degree. Mm-hmm. We have the degree because it's valuable to have that piece of paper, but it's not really. What we're about, we're about actually putting people on the step on the first steps of the path to becoming wise, wise, mature, productive humans, Um, (laughs) teaching them how to think critically, Mm -hmm. building foundations for life. Um, and so we hope this was helpful for you. And if you are interested in learning more about Created, again, you can visit our website at created.education. Mm. Uh, you can reach out to Isaiah personally. He'd love to chat with you. Um, totally. We'll put his number on this thing so that on the, on the show notes so that you can blast it all over the internet. Um, no, please, please. No. <laughs> um, or you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram, just type in created Institute and you'll find us. Um, but yeah, hope this was helpful and yeah. love you guys and see you in the next episode. See you in the next episode.